You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. I want you to notice in Matthew 13 and 45, the first word in the verse is again. Again. Jesus, who is teaching at the time, found it necessary to have to repeat himself. He has to say something to his disciples and others more than one time. And sometimes as a preacher or even as a parent or some of you that deal with teachers on a day-to-day basis, they have to say things more than one time. They have to say certain things again and again. And there are a number of reasons why a preacher, a parent, or a teacher may have to say things again. But two in particular that I have found to be true, I usually have to repeat myself because somebody done ignored me. Somebody is not paying attention the way that they should. Even in the church, occasionally the the pastor will have to give the same type of message because he discerned that somebody was ignoring him. Instead of receiving the word, they were rejecting the word. And it not only happened in Jesus' day, it also happens in in our day. But oftentimes, a preacher, a parent, or a teacher, or a coach will have to repeat themselves or say things again is because they're trying to instill something in you. They're trying to make sure that you get something that is very essential or important to you. And so sometimes we have to say things uh, again. I'm just wondering who is in my audience today. Is it somebody that's ignoring the preacher or is it somebody that wants truth instilled in them? Because it's going to be one or the other. You're going to have some young folk come to church, fall asleep, play on the phone. You know they're in the ignore category. But then you're going to have some young people, some young adults, when they come to church, they hungry. They, They want everything that is being taught because they know if they hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Look at somebody and say, I don't ignore the preacher. I want something to be instilled. And so that, that is a great point. You need to be the type of young person or adult that's a one-timer. You need to be a one-timer. Tell somebody, be a one-timer. Yeah, you need to be the type of person that has the characteristics that you just need to be told one time. You need to be the type of person where you say, hey, it ain't nothing but a word to me. 
if you teach me, if you tell me, you ain't got to worry about me. Just tell me how many times. One time. Just show me how to clean the room one time, and you ain't going to have to worry about me. Just show me how to do this equation how many times. One time. I'm going to make sure I get it so I can put it into action. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about. Look at somebody say, we need some one-timers. That's right. All we need is somebody that will listen to the preacher and take heed to the word on that first time. And so the text goes on to explain to us that Jesus is speaking to his audience in a parable. Now let us be mindful. Last week I taught us that a parable is a short and relatable story or phrase that has two things, truth and what? And understanding. It's a short story that an audience can relate to, but the story is going to reveal truth and understanding. I remember when I was a child, we used to have fables or parables, and the difference between a fable and a parable, of course, a, fa a, a parable has truth, but there was this story that taught us never to give up, and it was this story about the little engine that could. Do y'all remember that story? The little engine that could. He would have heels, but he just kept on trucking. He would have obstacles, but he just kept on moving. And, and so whenever Jesus is giving a parable, it's going to have some meaning into it, but it's going to be something that we can apply to our, to our life. This parable, young people, is important because it is about the kingdom of heaven. What is the parable about? Talk back to the preacher. What is the parable about? The kingdom of heaven. Now, in the Bible, you will hear the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God being used synonymously. Sometimes it will say the kingdom of heaven, and sometimes it will say the kingdom of, of God. And they pretty much mean the same thing. Last week, I gave you one definition of the kingdom of heaven, and this is very important, especially if you're born again. You need to know and understand what is the kingdom of heaven. And so I want to add to that one definition on today. Y'all ready to learn a little bit more? Let's go to Matthew 7. Stay with me and let me build this foundation. Matthew 7, and notice verse 21. Y'all don't play. Go, go there for me. Matthew 7 and 21. And let's look at what the Bible teaches is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father that is in heaven. Number one, the kingdom of heaven is synonymous with the abode of God. Heaven up in, in the sky. See, when a child of God dies in the Lord, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Because I'm a Christian, when I die, 
My body is going back to the earth, but my soul and spirit is going, is going to heaven. And in truth, I'm going to have a new body when I get to heaven. But the point I want to make is the kingdom of heaven has to do with where the Lord's throne is. Are you with me? Now, notice in the text, everybody that say, Lord, Lord, ain't going to heaven. Everybody that gets up and thanks God for, for a song, that don't mean that they born again. Everybody that go to church, that don't mean that they going to heaven. Everybody that called himself a minister or a preacher may not go to heaven. According to the verse, we got to live right. We got to do the will of the Father. We got to do the written and the revealed word. And it starts with repentance. If you don't want to go to heaven, there is another eternal home. And that place is called hell. And everybody that's not going to heaven is going to lift their eyes in hell. And get this, the Bible teaches that there's more folk in hell than it is in heaven. Lord, have mercy. Look at somebody and say, I don't know where you want to go. But as for me, I'm trying to go to heaven. I ain't trying to go to hell. Not where the fire is not and cannot be quenched. Not where the worm never dies. It constantly eats in and out of you. Not where people are tormented and they want just not a cup of water, but a drop of water on their tongue. I'm not trying to go to hell. Matter of fact, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. What about you? And so you got to be ready. I said you got to be ready. Because you don't know when the Lord is going to require your soul. And so if you're here today and you're not born again, you need to make it your business to give your life to Jesus. So in the day that you do die and are judged, the Lord can say, come on in. I don't want him to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. You worker of sin or iniquity. Look at somebody and say, heaven is the goal. Acts 19. Y'all still with me? Acts 19 and 8. Acts 19 and 8. Again, we're looking at what is the kingdom of heaven. Acts 19, 8 reads, And he went into the synagogue or church and spoke boldly for three months. Well, what did he teach about? Reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Number two, when we talk about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, it has to do with that which pertains to God. Things that are attached to God has to do with the kingdom of heaven. So when we come to church and we learn about salvation, that's kingdom business. When we learn about prayer, that's kingdom business. When we learn about money, that's kingdom business. Whatever is attached to God, we consider that to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. I don't treat you wrong. Why? You Christian. You my sister. You a part of the kingdom of heaven. Y'all with me? So whatever is attached to God has to do with the things of God. Luke 17, 
last one. Again, we're looking at what is the kingdom of heaven because that's what the parable is about. Luke 17, 21, the last part says, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Where's the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven? It's within you. God's way of thinking, talking, and acting has to do with the kingdom of heaven. How I think, how I talk, and how I act. I got the kingdom on the inside of me. So you can tell if you're about the kingdom based upon your lifestyle. Yeah, because what's in you is going to come what? Come out of you. If you are of the devil or the kingdom of darkness, you're going to think, talk, and act in such a way. You can put a suit on it. You can put some designer clothes on it. It don't matter. Because what's in the heart is going to come out of a person's mouth or be reflected in their lifestyle. The kingdom of God is where in you. How many got it by a show of hands? All right. And so, back to our main text, Jesus is teaching a parable about the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm going to give you some main truths about the parable that we need to know. But this is so good, I got to deal with it before I hit it. One principle that the parable teaches us in our two verses is how to recognize value. In this parable, one of the themes that we need to take away, young people, is that as young men and young women, we need to be able to recognize what is valuable. You need to be able to recognize something that is or has worth and something that is useful. There are going to be people and things in your life you need to be able to recognize, look, this can make my life better. This can enhance my way of living. It has value. You need to be able to recognize amongst your peers if your so-called peers, classmates, or teammates have value or are they worthless or useless. Because there's some people, they won't add value to your life. Instead of helping you to elevate, they'll bring you, bring you down. And this is important, young people. First of all, you need to find value in yourself. I said you need to find value in, your, in yourself, especially black youth. Because this world will not present to you images that will help elevate your life. So you have to be able to find the value that God put in you and what he says about you. You got to see that you're valuable. 
you got to see that you are important. You got to see that you are somebody that has the potential to do and to be great. You've got to see the value in your in yourself. You don't need to depend on somebody to validate you. Your validation needs to come from God. Tell somebody, say, I'm valuable. You need to know it as a young woman or as a young man. Let me make my point with some contemporary examples. There's a young lady that is one of the hottest rappers right now. I've been talking about her a little bit for these past few weeks. Sexy Red. Sexy Red. And I spelled her name wrong, but y'all get the picture. Sexy Red. She got this song called Pound Town. Oh, yeah, Pound Town. Look at somebody say Pound Town. But when you listen to the song and look at the lyrics, you should be able to conclude that ain't valuable. That ain't adding no value to our young black women, nor letting our young black men have an image of what a valuable woman should be. Let's look at some of these lyrics. Y'all still with me? All right. Now, I don't cuss, so y'all bear with me. She says, I'm out of town thugging with my rounds, my coochie pink and my booty hole brown. Where the ninjas at? I'm looking for the hoes. Quit playing ninja, come sucker, Beto. What? How is that going to add value to my life? How is that going to help me to be healthy and productive? Uh-oh, I'm out here in Miami, she say, looking for the hoochie daddies. Where they at? Teaching our young women to just lower their standards. Looking for the hoochie daddies. We're the ninjas that get ratchet. You see that spirit? You know how they say, man, girls just want a rough neck. Where it come from? This is one of the sources. They preaching and prophesying what they want you to look for. She said, where the ninjas that get ratchet? My son need a new pappy? Too many bees. Where the ninja at? I'm trying to get my coochie scratch. What? I'm trying to get my coochie scratch. We laughing, we smiling, but some folk dance to it. Some folks say, this is my jam. But, but we, we need to expose this. This ain't adding no value to your life. The bass may hit, the snare may pop, but when you look at the spirit on the song, this is not going to elevate you. And so when your teammates bring it to you to listen to, when it's in the car, when, when it come across your feed, if you really, if you really real and really say, you ain't going to let this get in you because you are of the kingdom. Then you got this Houston rapper, Finesse Two Times. He got this song called Get Even. One thing about me, he say, I never get mad what you do. I just get even. I got you. Might F your best friend. What? Might F your sister. Really? Then you record it 
You lying to me and want me to believe it. You must think I'm Mari. My B yellow. He got him a little yellow light-skinned girl. Drink yellow. Now look at this. Cush make me think better. Smoking weed. Percocets make me F better. I'm flirting with the bank teller. This does not add value to your life. Matter of fact, he just got arrested again this week. Just got arrested this week. You got to look past the beat. You got to look past the video. You got to look past the Instagram and Snapchat photos. And you got to say, is this adding value to my life? Is this what God wants me to be? Do he want me looking for hoochie daddies, sucking toes, using Percocets, smoking Kush, and the rest of it? And see, we expect sinners to do this. But what happens is it creeps into the lives of some of the trendsetters and some of the saints. You can't entertain these demon spirits. The Bible says, give them no place. Don't bob your head to it. Don't move to it. Because if them spirits see that you will accept it, they got some more spirits that's going to say, come on over here. This house or this life is not clean. So y'all come on over here and let's just set up shop. But we got to have the audacity to say, I don't want none of that. That does not add any value to my life. Just like Daniel in his day, he, he told leadership, I'm not drinking y'all drinks and I'm not eating y'all meats. I got purpose in my heart and I'm going to live for my God. We got to be the same exact way. Brother, if she want to be a hoochie mama, that don't mean you got to be a hoochie daddy. If your boys want to suck toes and look for hoes, you ain't got to. That's their, that's their choice. You need to be a person of value. And I'm wondering where my trendsetters at. You, 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 you got to know you are a trend. Setter. Now look, folk gonna talk about you. Folk gonna roll their eyes at you, but, but you gotta be okay with that. You gotta say, I got value. I've been learned. I've been taught. I know God's word for, for myself. I don't blend in. I set. I set the trend. Look at somebody say, we don't blend in. We set the trend. Some folk that don't have value, young people, it's because they ain't been learned. But you've been learned. You've been taught. You've been instructed. But then some young people don't have value because they've been lied to. They've been deceived. They've been tricked. Like I used to. You know, when I got to looking and researching about Sexy Red, I said, Lord, this got the same spirit of the music that was in my day. New artists, same spirit. We used to listen to, or at least I used to listen to this group called Two Live Crew. And they had this song actually called Come On Babe. And in the song, they were actually talking about the same stuff 
that she talking about. She said her coochie pink and her booty hole brown. Two Live Crew said, look, come on and let's do it, doo-doo brown. They said the same thing. See, God, and especially when you look at the devil, he got the same tactics. There's nothing new under, under the sun. So we don't need to allow ourselves to be tricked or lied to. Am I right about it? You ought to put your hands together right there for some value that God gives you. Matter of fact, you ought to turn that praise up. Even if you don't agree, you ought to clap because I'm telling, I'm telling the truth. Telling the truth. And so, again, the parable is about, in one sense, finding or recognizing that which is valuable. You got a good mama, that's valuable. You got a, a, a good preacher, that's that's valuable. You got a good friend, that's, that's valuable. You got to be able to recognize what's valuable. And so the parable reveals four truths that we need to grab a hold to, and I want to talk about them and teach on them, and then I'm going to be done. Y'all ready for these truths? And truths are important because once we learn the truth, if we choose to continue in the truth, the truth going to make us what? Free. So let's look at Matthew 13, 45. After he says, again, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. The first truth is found in the two primary subjects, the pearls and the merchant. The pearl and the merchant. The pearls, young people, represent what I explained earlier, the kingdom of heaven. What do the pearls represent? The kingdom of heaven. And remember, because the parable is about recognizing value, You've got to be able to see and understand and recognize that the kingdom of heaven is, finish it for me, valuable. The kingdom of heaven, like the pearls, is, is valuable. The pearls represent the things of God, the kingdom of heaven. The merchant represents not just a man, but a productive man a person. Jesus could have said a man looking for pearls, but he said a merchant, a trader, somebody who understands business. Listen, young people, a merchant, a trader, somebody who understands that if you want something valuable, you got to give up something valuable. And see, that's how the kingdom of heaven works. If you want to find true life, Jesus said you're going to have to lose your life. It's going to be a trade. I have to give up something in order to what? Get something. Our God in the kingdom of heaven operates by sowing 
and reaping. And so a businessman or a trader, they understand that. If I want something valuable, I got to give up something valuable. It's just like many of you say, money make money. You want to make some money? Guess what you're going to have to spend? Some money. The Bible says if you want friends, then you have to show yourself friendly. I got to give up something if I want something. That's just like the kingdom of heaven. See, if you want God in your midst, you're going to have to give up some praise. You sitting there being dead and not giving him the glory is not going to cause him to come down in your presence. If you want something, you got to give up. You got to give up something. How many understand the merchant and the, and the pearls? They represent the kingdom of heaven and a productive person. Then he goes on to say, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant doing what? I got it underlined. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant doing what? Seeking beautiful pearls. The pearls, young people, must be pursued. See, in the kingdom of heaven, you just can't be a hearer of the word. You have to also be a, a doer. You got to seek out what's valuable. See, many people label this generation or your generation as being entitled. You know, just because you hear you deserve something. Well, it don't work like that in the kingdom of heaven. Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. You, you got to seek out or pursue what's valuable. You got to go get it. You just can't sit back and wait on it to come to you. No, you got to get up and per pursue it. You got to seek after it. If you want some strength, you got to seek after God in prayer. Because if you don't pray, you're going to faint. Yeah. If you want God to tell you something, you got to seek him. You got to ask. And he said, everyone that asks shall receive. You got to get in pursuit. You, you got to come in here every Sunday and you got to be like, God going to tell me something. God going to show me something about me. God going to teach me something. What do you call that? Hungering and thirsting after righteousness. You, you got to pursue. You got to go after it. And get this, you're going to have obstacles trying to stop you from getting your goal. But you can't let those obstacles stop you. What's one of the primary obstacles that you're going to have to deal with is you. Yeah, Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to pursue me, you're going to have to first deny yourself. Yourself, your flesh is contrary to what God or the spirit has for your life. Yeah, you, you're going to have to pursue it even though sometimes you don't feel like it. You're going to have to want it even though sometimes you don't want it. It's a constant war going on in your own self. But I done made up in my mind. I may make mistakes. I may get off course sometime. I, I may do this and do that. But I'm still going after Jesus. Matter of fact, we sing it often. I'm chasing after him. 
I'm going after the promises of God. I'm going after what he said in his word and through his prophet because I know he wants me to have it, but I got to go get it. I got to want it for my, for myself. I can be persuasive. I can show you in scripture, but it comes down to your, your choice. Look at somebody say, either you do or you don't. That's it, bottom line. If one wants the pearls of what's valuable in life, you must pursue them. Just like in the kingdom of God. Those taking note, Matthew 6 and 33. Jesus told his audience, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. See, if you want things the God way, Jesus said, pursue me. Come after the pearls. Go after the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Work on your mindset. Work on how you talk and work on your behavior. And he said, if you do those things, I give you things. You ain't got to chase the bag. You, you ain't got to sell nothing illegal. You, you ain't got to do like you see young people do, running up in stores, stealing stuff, jugging. You ain't got to do all of that. Just seek my kingdom first and my righteousness, my way of doing things, and I'll add things to your life. I'll cause men to give into your bosom. I, I'll make a way out of no way. But you got to be in pursuit. See, if you don't commune with God throughout the week, young people, you're not pursuing the pearls. You don't pray throughout the week. You don't get in your word. You don't watch how you talk. You're not conscious about your choices. You're not pursuing the pearls. You're not going after what's really valuable in life. But if you're making an effort to improve your lifestyle based upon the word of God, you in pursuit. I said that's the difference between being in pursuit and not being in pursuit. And that's what the Lord is saying to some of you. Gotta, you got to step it up. You got to step it up because one injury can mess up your little plans. One little injury can mess up your plans. But how much favor is on your life is you can say, well, Lord, that route didn't go, but I know I'm in your will and I got favor on my life. And even though it may not work out that way, because I'm in your will, it's still going to work out for my good. Are y'all with me? So we got to constantly, young folk, be in pursuit of the pearls or the kingdom of God. Constantly. Verse 46, who then, talking about the merchant, when he found one pearl of great price, who when he had found, y'all see that? When he had what? Found. Truth number three, perseverance is required in the kingdom of God. Perseverance. When he had found. He went seeking but it suggests, young people, it was a process. It wasn't no quick flip. It wasn't no two or three plays. It took a process. 
And you got to understand, that's how God works. He operates by steps. It's not going to be something that happens over, overnight. Can he do something overnight? Yes. But the primary way that God does things is through steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the, the Lord. That's why you don't need to fall for the trap when people try to tell you, you do this and, and you can get this and real quick. No, 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 no. Understand. God's way is going to take some perseverance. You're going to have to go through a little something, something. You're going to have to endure some things. You may have to be broke for a minute, but it's so you can learn. Yeah, you got to learn how to be broke. Or as Paul said, when you are without. Because when God allows you to get it, you don't want to lose it. So you got to learn. You got to learn how to be single before you try to get booed up. Why you want to get booed up and you're not even comfortable with you? No, learn who you are. So whether somebody like you or not, you still good with you. You're going to have to endure. Persevere. Realize that the, the road sometimes is tough. It's going to require some patience. And then get this, you're going to have to be happy about it. You wanted it to happen by a certain time. It didn't happen. You still got to be happy knowing it's going to happen. Perseverance. You're going to go through things sometimes that boggle your mind, but that's just part of the process. You're going to go through times and it seems like it's just taking too long. But you got to remember it's about God's timing, not your timing. So it requires perse perseverance. Listen to this as you look at my notes. It takes time for a pearl to be formed and found. You know what makes a pearl so unique? It's the only stone, the only gem that is formed inside of another organism. The only. And it takes time to form. Just like who God wants you to be and what God wants you to have, it's going to take some time to form it. You just have to be willing to go through the process. It's popular in our day and time for people to say trust the process. But when that process kick in, <laughs> you realize it's going to take some time. So you got to persevere. I said you got to perse persevere. And then it takes time to find a pearl. You just don't go out and just... Find it with ease. You, you got to search for different shelled type. I can't even say fish, but oysters, mussels, and other, I guess those, are those crustaceans? But regardless, it takes some time to find them. You got to put in some work. Faith without works is what? Dead being alive. Laziness ain't going to get it. You got to persevere. You're going to have to go through some things. 
And the final truth I want us to see in the parable. Oh, I love this. The verse says in verse 46, he found one pearl. He was looking for many, but he found how many? Just one. Of great price went and sold all that he had and and bought it. The merchant realized that this pearl had the ability to change his life. It was just that powerful. He wanted many pearls, but he found one of great price. And he said, I'll take the one. Because this one pearl is so precious, is so valuable. This investment can change my entire life. What does this mean to us young people? One principle from God's kingdom, if you get a hold to it, is so powerful it can change your life. If you can just learn the principle of prayer, prayer can drastically change your life for the better. If you can learn the principle of giving and receiving, giving, as they say in Noonan, will change your living. You just got to make sure you learn just at least one principle that God is attached to, and it can change your life. If you can learn how to be faithful, your life will be filled with blessings. The Bible talks about how a faithful man, he's surrounded or overtaken by, by abundance or by blessings. What are you learning in the kingdom? Just don't come to come to God's house. Come to learn some principles that can change your life. Come and learn one or more principles that can totally change your destiny. And that's what we see in this particular parable. This man said, man, if I just get a hold of one of these pearls, and he did, he sold out. He gave up everything just to purchase one pearl. And see, when it comes to the kingdom of God, young people, as I close, if you're willing to go all out for the things of God, the return is going to be great. How many times do we see young people go all out for sin only to get death? The wages of sin is what? De going all out, crashing out only to die. Crashing out only to go to hell. But why not go all out for the things of God like this merchant? Why not just say, Lord, I'm going to go out in my thinking, in my talking, and in my action and watch God Change your life for the better. And that's what he did. That's how powerful the kingdom is. Notice the note. Something that is powerful has the ability to change, create, and to make new. That's power right there. Something that can change you. You know, God's way of doing change the way I talked. I used to cuss all the time. I even tried to stop on my own. But because I started practicing what the Bible said, that's how powerful it changed my conversation. If you were to see pictures of me when I was your age versus now, you know God made me a new creation. You, you would know, man, 
Pastor, well, he wasn't pastor then, but, but Baker used to be like that. That's how powerful the kingdom of God is. He can totally make what is old into something that is, is new. And it doesn't matter that you're a teenager or in your mid or early 20s. All you got to do is get a hold to just one pearl, one principle. What would happen if you just really grabbed a hold to praise? What would happen if you just really grabbed a hold to giving God the glory in the church and outside the church? What would happen in your life if you just grabbed a hold of being an example? What would happen in your life if you said, I'm just going to let my light so shine. I'm going to tell my teammates about Jesus. I'm going to show it in my lifestyle. What in the world will God do for you? All you got to do is get a hold to at least one, one principle, and it will change your life for the better. And some of us, you're grasping principles that are in the kingdom. You got to keep practicing them because if you continue in it, what we know, the truth going to make us what? It's going to make us free. It's going to make us free. Grab a hope to what God is putting before you and keep working it. Keep working it. Even when you fall short, repent and keep working it. Because one pearl can change your life in every aspect. Just one. But you got to be persistent. You got to keep pursuing, and you got to understand how powerful the kingdom of heaven is. How many understand the secrets of the pearl on today? I'm going to stop right there. Let's put our hands together and give God a hand clap.